My name is Dan. Welcome to the Passive Income Doctor podcast. Just a reminder, this podcast is for entertainment purposes. Nothing here is financial advice. Please speak to your trusted professional advisors. Views expressed by podcast participants are solely their own. Today, we are talking about the FIRE movement. Financial independence, retire early. Now, this concept can be further divided up into lean fire and what's called fat fire. Lean fire, this is defined as 25 times annual expenses. So basically a safe withdrawal rate of about 4%, meaning if you draw down 4% of the principal every year, you won't run out of money for 30 years. So say the average household spends about $60,000 per year, 25 times 60,000 is 1.5 million. So often the fire community calls this figure a fire number. Now, this 4% rule has some limitations, you can argue. It doesn't take into account, say, the recent inflation, increase of living expenses. Also, it assumes the historical market conditions will continue. And this doesn't always take into account black swan events such as global financial crisis, um, COVID, etc. Fat fire. This is when people in the fire community aim for a higher fire number. That is accounting for more generous $100,000 a year living expenses. So again, 25 times now $100,000 is $2.5 million. So you could say lean fire enables you to live frugally while fat fire enables you to live quite comfortably. But the trade-off is you would have to wait longer. That is delaying the age where you reach this fire status. So what are my thoughts on this fire movement and what doesn't appeal to me about the fire movement? So I guess the lean fire talks about you know sacrificing your lifestyle um, you know reading some of the blogs and um, videos out there can be quite extreme lengths and I guess they don't have the ability to enjoy the nicer things in life every once in a while um, seems to be an all-consuming goal you know I personally like to treat myself for example eating out at restaurants um, you know, going on a holiday every so often. Now, some people will say, doesn't doctors attaining fire or financial freedom mean they'll leave the workforce? Well, I think financially free doctors could actually change healthcare in positive ways. They could take on unpaid or less well-paid roles, such as patient advocacy, attending local um, you know, public health networks or being members, committee members on hospitals um, or consulting, you know, they can share ways to improve the systems more from a top level approach. Uh, whilst if you're working every day, um, heavy patient base clinically, you might not have the ability to do so. You can also argue financially free doctors can practice in a way um, that suits them. For example, in a private practice that aligns with their values 
or they can practice in a more um, flexible uh, way in terms of their hours and taking leave um, as opposed to if you were um, employed and working standard full-time or more than full-time, you might be pressured by employers to practice in a certain way. As professionals with potential for long working lives and you know high life expectancy, you know why would we want to retire? You know we may want to change roles. Some people might change even industries. But overall, the trend is people are working longer and retiring later. Financial independence enables someone to choose the work they wish to do and the hours um, that they wish to do so. I guess overall I do resonate with the financial independence part of this FIRE acronym where you can choose um, you know, the type of work you take on, um, can maybe take extended leave, holiday every once in a while at a timetable that suits you. Mindset minute for today. You become financially free once your passive income exceeds your expenses. Now there's two parts to this quote or um, equation. Number one, you can increase your passive income, convert you know your hard-earned active income to investments that pay cash flow, whether it be rental properties, stocks that pay dividends, um, ETFs or exchange-traded funds. The second part of the equation is you know, to reduce your expenses. Uh, you can possibly have more control over this than trying to increase your investment income you know, your investment income, while historically, you know, say performs at 8%, is still prone to market fluctuations with some years with massive increases, but also some years with massive decreases. So I guess it is good to aim for high passive income, but definitely one thing we can control is reducing expenses. So have a think, let me know in the comments. What expenses could you possibly cut down in your own life? I guess even better, you can work on both increasing the passive income and reducing expenses. doesn't have to be one or the other. So takeaways today from, you know, is number one, passive income does take time. Um, you know, beware of all these get-rich-quick ideas out there. Number two, doctors and healthcare professionals have an ability to work a long time, you know, mostly recession-proof jobs, um, which I guess is a privilege. We can utilise this active income to convert it into investments that will pay a passive income stream. And number three, don't just work hard, but also let your money work hard for you. Thanks for listening to today's show. Please take a moment now to hit the subscribe button and share the podcast because this will help others benefit also. So until next time, keep taking steps to improve your financial health.